Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I try to bring entrepreneurs, coaches, people doing things on the cutting edge to share with you stories, messages of inspiration, education. So today we have a very interesting guest. He's a professional speaker. He's a communications trainer. He's going to talk about humor, uh, authenticity, vulnerability in building your brand and talking with audiences. So his name is Don Culver, and I'll bring him onto the show and let him introduce himself. So Don, welcome. Hey, Chris. Uh, so great to be here. Um, thank you for having me on your show. I'm excited specifically for this particular podcast. Very interesting <laughs> topic. But yes, uh, I'm a communication trainer and a public speaker. I uh, teach public speaking at Google. I just wrote a book on public speaking. And then pre-pandemic, and it's slowly picking back up, I'm a presenter for companies at trade shows. So I do a lot of medical trade shows, actually, and I'll speak for different companies. I'll be the guy in the booth kind of getting the crowd in there and uh, maybe adding some content in between the professional um, people who are delivering the content information. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm really curious to hear kind of what you have to say about your business, too. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I come from the medical background and, you know, we have to be perfect. We have to be professional. We cannot, uh, we have to maintain this image. But uh, what's interesting is that the best marketers, entrepreneurs, they've always embraced, they've always had failures and they've always embraced it and they shared it. So what's, and what's interesting is that you have a background as a former clown and a comedian and you use that to help clients so tell us more about the gifts of imperfection vulnerability etc for sure yeah so i uh started in improv comedy and then i found clown which is not what your audience thinks uh <laughs> it is not the face paint and the red nose although that can be the case i see clown presence as more of a a heightened state of presence when you're on stage or when you're presenting. And that can translate absolutely to uh, presentations, public speaking, marketing presentations, that sort of thing. Uh, and when I was teaching at Google, when I started teaching public speaking uh, during the pandemic, I started to realize that my curriculum actually integrated a lot of those clown aspects, which nobody else was doing. I have a background in Toastmasters too. And um, vulnerability is not really a big part of the general Toastmasters curriculum. Um, Toastmasters is great, by the way. I, I highly recommend it for folks to do. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of what started me into working with Clown Presence and using that to help folks connect better with their audiences. And <clears throat> I'd love to delve more into it uh, if you want to chat about that. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, because ultimately, what regardless of your background, it's all about communication and connecting with your audience, so you can deliver your message. And if、uh, companies such as Google are, you know, asking for your services, you know, you must be doing something correct. So tell us more about just you know what you had in mind and perfectionism ability, and we can make it a really fun discussion. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that I. Like to talk about in terms of perfectionism. I mean, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm sure a lot of us are wrestling with that. And、uh, in my technical training courses, when I'm working with engineers and product managers and that sort of thing, a lot of these folks are maybe non-native speakers, or and frankly, some of the most smartest people in the world. I'm working with, you know, <laughs> much much smarter than me, and. I see people get very caught up in grammar and being perfect on stage, whereas their content, their message, is incredible. And、uh, their concern about grammar and their delivery starts to get in the way of the message sometimes. And、uh, a lot of times, what I'm training is. As long as the preparation, as long as the knowledge and the skill is there, you can afford to have some imperfections. And not only can you afford it, it can help the audience connect even deeper to you, which is counterintuitive to a lot of folks. There was a study done.、Uh, this is bear with me for a second. It's a complicated study, but 1966,、uh, a guy posed a theory called the Pratt Fall Effect, and He had two groups of speakers. One group would be called competent speakers. They were well prepared, poised,、uh, knew what they were talking about. Those were the competent speakers. Then he had the incompetent speakers. These would be people who did not prepare. They kept looking at their notes. They they would get screwed up. They'd mess up their technical things. They just were not prepared at all. And then. As, as an added kind of complication, he had each of these groups. One part of the competent speakers would spill their coffee, and one part of the competent speakers would not spill their coffee. Same with the incompetent speakers. Some would spill their coffee, some wouldn't. After the presentations, he rate he had the audience rate who was more likable and who I believe it was、uh, which message am I more apt to、uh, take on. They found with those competent speakers, the well-prepared speakers, that counterintuitively, the ones who spilled their coffee were more likable than the perfect, flawless speakers. So what that tells me is, if you have a little bit of imperfection, it can actually enhance your connection and your message. However, here's the thing: the folks that were not competent speakers were not well prepared. If they spilled their coffee. Audience just hated them. They're like, "Get out of here! We don't want anything to do with you." So the lesson is, prepare well, and then don't worry about it. Get up there and embrace your imperfections because it's only going to help you. What? Why is it that you think that、um, we have to feel like we have to, you know, we can't stumble on our words or we can't have um and ah?、Uh, where does this come from? Is it this? Is it what? I mean, where is it ingrained in us? Man, I think you got to head to the therapy office for that one, Chris.、Uh, I know for me, like it's all childhood messaging, right? It's like I have to be perfect for, for love, you know. But a big part of my book is talking about, you know what? You're enough. You're already enough. And 
if you come up and and this is getting a little woo woo but if you step on stage and you don't have to seek validation from that audience you're way ahead of the game like if if uh, i like to uh for folks that really struggle with nerves on stage i have multiple tips but one thing that can be very helpful surprisingly helpful for me personally i may unconsciously be seeking like i hope they like me i hope this message resonates but if i simply do a little mindset tweak to i have something that can be of service to these folks it's important for me to get this message to them they don't have it i have it what can i do to clear the way so that message can flow as easily as possible that's can take a lot of the pressure off kind of weirdly sometimes yeah it's uh it's interesting because it sounds like we just get in our own way we sort of like if we just get out of our own way you know it could be that much more effective easy to say though easy to say <laughs> yeah uh you talk about in your book um, which i recommend the audience to check out it's called wink i'm sure it's on amazon and your website tell us four techniques for surefire audience engagement Yes. Okay. Audience engagement. This is the thing I work with all the time on trade shows. Okay. Because uh, when I say trade shows, I mean on the expo floor. If you ever been to a trade show, there's all these booths, it's loud music. People are walking around with their bags full of t-shirts and whatever. Actually, probably at medical shows, they don't give away <laughs> stuff. Yeah, but tech trade shows they do, and it is it is an engagement competition. There, it is the hardest place to kind of get. People's attention, get them to come into your booth, and but these techniques can also be used in internal meetings, in project updates, that sort of thing. And so, what you want to do is break down that barrier. What in what is called in theater the fourth wall. Of there's some speakers who never pretend to acknowledge the audience. They're like, I'm going to continue through my presentation. Like I'm on rails. No matter what happens, I will not let it affect me. I will deliver my presentation perfectly. What I'm suggesting is do the opposite of that. Be absolutely affected by your audience. So here are four techniques for that. First of all, simply acknowledge what they're doing. Uh, they did a study, I believe, 2010. This was a university study. It was one of those big, huge lecture halls, like a 101 bio or something uh, class. And they had all the students had dials of how engaged they were. And as the presentation went along, of course, engagement started to go down. They tried a couple different tactics to get people back on board, but they found that 100% of the time, if the instructor acknowledged something that one particular student was doing, like Chris, you, you're smiling, you're nodding your head, it looks like you're you're following along with me, it would immediately re-engage everybody in the entire audience simply by calling someone out. And I don't mean punitively. I don't mean like, hey, Chris, wake up. I mean like, like. You can be encouraging. Oh, I see your. You, have you experienced something like this? Simply acknowledging something with the audience will immediately re-engage them. So there's one technique. Another one is to make it present. Make it present. By that I mean mind the audience that they're sitting there. You can ask a question. Hey,、uh, say if you're doing a virtual presentation, I want everybody to look out the window now and type in what the weather is in the chat. Something to remind them that I'm not—I'm just not watching Netflix right now. I am present. My butt's in a chair. There's things going on. 
uh, that can re-engage too because it's shaking them out of the watching Netflix mode. <laughs> also, picking up a paper and having them, if they have a physical prop that they need to look at, or asking them to talk to their neighbor, something that makes them present. You can, a third technique is tell a personal story. This is a well-worn trope of presentations, but if you tell a personal story, especially if it seems kind of um, off the cuff, the audience will lean forward and be like, oh my God, Chris is going off the script. This is this is special just for us. So that's one another way, telling a personal story. And lastly, and this is the common uh, way that folks do engagement is come up with a task and exercise. Small group exercises, Zoom has polls. Let's do a poll. Uh, that's another way you can engage. So those are four techniques to engage your audience. Acknowledge them, make it make it present for them, tell a personal story, and give them a task. Yeah, it's a. Uh, and what's what's interesting is that um, as you build audience engagement, and uh, how do you look at humor? What are some tips that you can add humor? Even like for example, I'm not. Not, not naturally humorous, but I know you have a way to inject humor into a presentation to make it even that more effective. For sure. Yeah, first of all, don't worry about not being a funny person. That's fine. And a lot of people, like, should I write jokes? And I usually say, no, don't ever <laughs> do that. You can, but I would say, save that for Toastmasters and start <laughs> to see what your voice is because uh, it's a great way to lose an audience very quickly. Um, however, that being said, there are a couple techniques that if you do want to inject some humor that you can do, even you, Chris, even you. Uh, you seem like a, a funny guy. But um, kind of the standard way to do this, uh, and it's interesting you ask because I just wrote an article for the Toastmasters International Magazine about this exact topic coming out in January of 2023, which may be after this airs, I don't know. Um, but uh, it's called the rule of three, okay? Comedy is setting up an expectation, breaking the expectation. Like the classic Groucho Marx line, last night I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I'll never know. So we set up an expectation, Groucho is in his pajamas, but no, it was the elephant in his pajamas. So we broke that expectation. So the quickest and easiest way to set up an expectation is break and break it is to set up a pattern and then surprisingly break it. So rule of three means you come up with uh, a list of three. The first two are, are normal uh, pieces of that list. And the third is a surprisingly ridiculous exaggeration. Say, for example, uh, I love sweets, Chris. I love Kit Kats. I love cookies. And sometimes I'll eat a three pound bag of sugar. Like it's like taking the third one and boop, kind of giving it a little bump. And if you can kind of use that with your topic, if you want to inject a little bit of humor, just a rule of three with the third one, kind of bumping it up uh, in a fun exaggeration. Yeah, it's, uh, that's interesting. I like that because um, you can sort of mix and match and you can sort of be dynamic and what's going on in real time with the audience and then you know, if you can get the audience, I've read somewhere, if you can get the audience to laugh, it's actually even that much better because there's that connection and um, it opens them up. So for sure. Yeah. And that being said, like if just some offhanded comment you make gets a laugh, like I'll never do that again. And then it gets a laugh. That's it's good to kind of have a, a dispassionate observer part of yourself be like, oh, they laughed at that. 
and simply say those verbatim words again when it seems appropriate. See if you get the same laugh. Sometimes, if you if you get、uh, a laugh from a certain series of words, and it's important to do them verbatim, but if you say that same series of words again later, they will laugh again.、Uh, it's an interesting human thing,、uh, and. It's also important. Don't force it. If like you try it again, they don't laugh. And okay, we won't do that again. But you'd be surprised how repeating, just simply repeating things that were funny before, will be funny again. What advice do you have for people that are very nervous or kind of have the jitters? Sure, sure, sure.、Uh, well, well, first of all, low stakes practice. There's nothing that is better than that.、Uh, that's kind of how I structure my classes. Everybody speaks in every class. But it's extremely supportive. Like my, the, any feedback is only positive feedback at first, and then very, very facilitated feedback going forward. Because I find that 99% of public speaking challenges, we're talking about speaking too fast, filler words, those kind of things. They start to dissipate simply through practice and support. They don't need to be hammered. Some Toastmasters they'll have a bell and they'll ding it every time you say an um or an ah, which drives me bananas. Like, it, what better way is there to stress a speaker like a person working on their speaking? What a better way to stress them out. So yes,、uh, low stakes practice. A lot of people recommend watching yourself, videotape yourself. Uh, that is kind of as painful as it is. It's tough to find a better way to get better than watch yourself. But I will say, I know how tough it is. If you're going to watch yourself, I would say, at, like, give yourself just one particular thing to look for in the video. Don't just say, "I'm going to write down everything I did badly," because that will make sure you'll never watch yourself again. I would say. I'm just going to count my filler words and only look at that. Give yourself just one thing to look at each time you、uh, watch your, a video, and I guarantee it will become easier as you、um, watch yourself. Yeah, fascinating conversation. I always love talking with、um, communication coaches, public speakers.、Uh, it's really an、uh, really an art once you get you know you get to it. So,、um, how can people find your book? Uh, visit your website, follow you on social media, and contact you. Great.、Uh, yes,、uh, I pretty much live on LinkedIn. So Don Colliver, just reach out, Don Colliver. Let's connect on LinkedIn. My book is on Amazon. It's called Wink: Transforming Public Speaking with Clown Presence. And for your listeners, I have a free exercise.、Uh, if they want to work on what I'm talking about, engaging with an audience, being present with an audience,、uh, so. They're probably brilliant at their presentation. They have it memorized. They know their slides. But how do they react to when an audience starts communicating? I have a great exercise to work on that. That's at doncolliver.com/engage. That's doncolliver.com/engage. They can grab that. And for all the listeners and audience out there,、uh, Don's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to check them out. His, his book、um, and follow him on social. So thanks for a very insightful conversation, and thanks for coming onto the show. Thanks so much, Chris.